we realized that that we were in trouble this boat's getting uh, lower and lower in the water and uh, you know we're looking at water all around us roger googe and his family were miles offshore in the atlantic ocean when their boat began to sink it was incredibly scary especially for roger's five-year-old grandson he's scared and clinging on to me and he's he's uh, he's afraid he's gonna die because he, he said granddaddy uh, are we gonna die? I don't want to die. I don't want to die. In this time of desperation, when all we know is doubt and fear, there is only one foundation. We believe. We believe. Roger Googe is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. And this is the first of two parts. You'll be hearing more of Roger's story on next week's episode. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. In this episode, Roger's going to share about the 20-plus hours his family spent in the water. And Billy Graham will share a story about another man lost at sea in need of rescue. Nothing less than the outside intervention of that Coast Guard cutter could have saved that man from a terrible, agonizing death. God will intervene tonight in your life and in your heart. If you'd like to find out more now about how Jesus can rescue you, you can do so at findpeacewithgod.net. Before we get back into Roger's story, we've got something that we're really excited to share with you. It's called the Billy Graham Channel, and it's on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. It starts this Monday, November 6th, and we'll be playing classic Billy Graham messages around the clock on Sirius XM Channel 145. It's all part of our celebration as Mr. Graham begins his 100th year of life. We thought it'd be a fitting time to share a selection of messages from his seven decades of ministry. They'll play 24-7, but only for a limited time, on Sirius XM 145, the Billy Graham Channel. It starts Monday. GPS. God. People. Stories. Did we have an unforgettable weekend? You can bet we did. It's not one I'd ever want to do again, but now that I'm through it, I wouldn't take nothing for it. Roger Googe's unforgettable weekend started out as a family beach trip to Charleston, South Carolina during the Labor Day holiday in 2010. Early on Saturday morning, the men in the family took their boat about 21 miles out into the Atlantic for a day of deep-sea fishing. Roger's adult children, his son-in-law Rex, and three grandsons ages 5, 14, and 15 were all on board. So uh, as I was getting ready to fish, then uh, the guys were all hooking up and baiting up and doing the different things, you know, just to, to drop their lines in the water. And uh, this this noise came on, and and it just stayed on. It was real shrill. And I asked Rex, I said, what, what is that racket? And he said, well, that's the bill's pump. And I said, well, what's it doing? He said, well, it's pumping water out of the boat. Roger says it's normal to have some water in a boat, but Rex realized something wasn't right. The system that was supposed to pump water out of the boat was actually pumping water into the boat. We realized that that uh, that we were in trouble. Uh, Rex said, "Oh no!" Uh, and and about that time, one of the engines cut off. Ocean water had flooded the engine compartment, and the water continued to pour in through the exhaust. The guys scrambled to try to stop it. 
but it was too late. The boat was stuck, and it was sinking quickly. Rex put out a mayday to the Coast Guard and asked for assistance as the back of the boat began to drop down into the ocean. From the time we stopped till we actually got in the water, probably wasn't more than 10 minutes. That's how fast it happened. As the boat was going under, Roger held his five-year-old grandson, Xander. Of course, he was, he was scared to death because, you know, after like 10 miles out in the ocean, you can't see any land, you can't see any buildings, no nothing. Uh, so, you know, we're looking at water all around us, and he's scared and clinging on to me, and he's, he's, uh, he's afraid he's going to die because he, he said, Granddaddy, uh, are we going to die? I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And I said, son, don't worry. God will take care of us. Roger was sure that God would take care of them, but he was also feeling some fear as he realized the situation his family was in. It, it is really a, a frightening thing to know that you're out in the water that far from shore. You know, it's just like you're just a grain of sand in a huge, huge parking lot that no one knows where that grain of sand is, but they, they tell you there's, there's one grain of white sand out there in that parking lot, and I want you to find it. That's scary when you see the back end of your boat getting deeper and deeper in the water, and you see that water actually up where you've been standing. It's a very frightening thing. Thankfully, everyone was wearing a life jacket. Once they were in the water, the Gouges were able to stay close to each other by staying near a floating cooler they had brought along. And eventually they used some rope to tie everyone together. And then the boat began to turn uh, bow up. And we thought the boat was going to sink because, you know, as the cabin had filled up, but yet when the back went down, the cabin still had air in it. I mean, it, it would make a sound like, you know, like it was going to sink. We had like 300 gallons of gas on that boat. So you couldn't stay in the water close to it because it'd just burn you up. So we had to, we drifted away from it. We came back to it. I don't really know how far, but it took us well over an hour to swim back to it. The boat never did sink completely, so the Gouges decided to stay close to it, hoping it would make a bigger target for the Coast Guard to spot from the air. The family was floating with their life jackets, so they didn't need to tread water. Nevertheless, the hours spent in the ocean were physically exhausting. Waves, they don't break at you like you're standing at the coast or at the beach, you know, and they're always breaking toward you. Out there, they're breaking in every direction. You've got to constantly keep being strangled on salt water. We were all sunburnt. Uh, we were dehydrated. We'd been jelly, all of us had been jellyfish stung. And, you know, we were surrounded by this gas. Gas, if you get gas on your arm or your leg or something, if you don't get it off, it starts burning, starts stinging. The time in the water was especially tough for five-year-old Xander. He cried continuously all day Saturday. I mean, we, we were in the water by 10 o'clock, and um, all day long, um, he was just scared for his life. And they kept saying one minute he would say he didn't want to die, then he'd say he wanted his mama. The child cried. I don't know how a child could cry that much, but he, he cried all day Saturday. 
Roger's faith in Jesus Christ became a very critical part of the fight against fear and exhaustion. We prayed. Uh, we we sang. Uh, you know, tried to you know anything to just to kind of calm the situation. I was uh, at that time. I was a choir director at our church, and uh, I knew that some of these songs. We sang "Master of the Sea" and "Only by the Blood" and some songs like that. Throughout the day, the Gouges had seen some boats in the distance and some helicopters overhead, but they had lost their flare gun when their boat went under, so they didn't have any good way to signal for help. Because of that, Roger's son Rodney, as well as son-in-law Rex, took turns standing on the part of the boat that hadn't sunk. They were looking out for help, but didn't find any boats close by. What they did see was absolutely terrifying. They had both seen sharks, and my oldest son said, Dad, there was one big gray shark, and he said he, he came up, and he, he almost looked like he was looking up at me. And uh, the thing was, of course, they didn't tell us because they didn't want us to worry about it. And had they told me, I'd have probably worried about it. Instead, Roger was worrying about something else as the day went along. He knew that since they were planning to fish all day, His wife wouldn't think to report the guys to the Coast Guard as missing until probably late in the evening. I had a feeling we was going to swim all night. Well, we did. We we swam all night. And, uh, you know, when when it got dark, it was completely dark because there was no moon out uh, up until 4 o'clock maybe. And then the only thing we seen was just a very small sliver of the outside ring on about uh, a third of the moon. But it was enough that it did light it a little, not a whole lot. It was hard really see, for me to see my sons in the water right around me. So imagine you're Roger. He and his family have been fighting jellyfish stings and waves all day. They're sunburnt, tired, and dehydrated. And now it's almost completely dark except for that small sliver of the moon and the gasoline in the water. And we could take our arm, uh, our arm or our feet. You could see your legs, you know, when you kicked or you s- s- took your arm and swapped it through the water. It, I, it made me think of Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. It's got the, all the sparkly stuff behind it. It's some kind of biochemical reaction to the salt and the gas. Uh, but it would make that like all, all around it, just like a sweeping behind you. Uh, you could see your legs when you kick in the water. The gasoline wasn't as concentrated around the boat as it was earlier in the day, but it still stung, and it smelled awful. We were constantly smelling gas. I hated the smell of that gas. But, you know, I think back now of Elisha and his servant, and they're trapped with the enemy all around them. And Elisha either falls asleep or he's in a a very comfortable rest and the servant says to him how can you how can you be at ease or how can you sleep with the enemy all around us and elisha prayed to god that he would open his servant's eyes god did open his servant's eyes and he seen they were surrounded by chariots of fire that god had a protection around them to where they were not going to be harmed so that gasoline that was stinging them that they hated to smell was actually like a chariot of fire 
says Roger. It was God's way of protecting them. You know, we were in an area where you didn't know how deep it was. You didn't know what was swimming under you, what was swimming around you. Uh, you did know there's sharks in the area. Uh, just as God protected Elisha, his servant, I think that gas was a bubble around us because fish don't like gas. Not a shadow of a doubt that protected us. Just like God used spilled gasoline to protect Roger and his family, God can protect you too. The Bible says that God is a mighty fortress, an ever-present help in time of trouble. Are you ready to put your trust in God's protection through a relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ? You can learn how to do that right now at our website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. So since we're talking with Roger about this whole ordeal, obviously he survived. Well, there is a whole lot more to this story, though. And on next week's episode of GPS, you'll hear from Roger and his wife, Kay, about the rescue and some of the amazing things that happened after it. And I think how close I came to losing both my sons, three of my five grandsons, a son-in-law, and my husband. And it's an overwhelming feeling and Even like now, thinking back on it, it brings up how grateful and thankful I am for what God did. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. A little plane was going from Miami to Nassau and it crashed in the ocean. Billy Graham. And the pilot survived the crash, but had blood on his forehead, which attracted sharks. And he spent hours, if you can believe it, he spent hours kicking those sharks away as he was floundering around in the water. After he'd been in the water 10 hours, he saw an aircraft and waved his orange life vest at the aircraft. The pilot spotted him and dropped a smoke canister and radioed a Coast Guard cutter that was 12 minutes away and said, hurry, there's a guy out there that's surrounded by sharks. The Coast Guard cutter came and they helped him to scramble up the rope ladder. Nothing less than the outside intervention of that Coast Guard cutter could have saved that man from a terrible, agonizing death. God will intervene tonight in your life and in your heart and take you away from those sharks that want to destroy you. You see, that man didn't need better techniques. He didn't need encouragement. He needed to be saved. And that's your position tonight. You need to be saved. And you can tonight by opening your heart to Christ. Jesus is waiting to save you from your sin. And that is the theme of a new video that we're getting ready to release here at the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. It's called Flying Blind. It's all about Christians who ignored the warning signs of their sin and faced the consequences. Flying Blind also shows the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ. 
The film features a message from Franklin Graham and music from Aaron Schust. It is a great video to share with others, whether they are a Christian or not. If you want to pre-order it for free, check out the website flyingblindvideo.org. That's flyingblindvideo.org. Thanks to Roger Googe for sharing on this episode of GPS. And as a reminder, part two of Roger's story is next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. Looking forward to joining you for part two of this story on GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Good news.